0: friends. It's just me, Anne, here this week. Bobby and Hillary are both traveling, not together, I don't think. Um, and Meredith had some social engagements. I don't know. She just said a bunch of stuff going on this week. So I'm holding down the fort and I'm sick. And I said, guys, I feel so ill. And they said, we don't care if you're having fever and chills and you're coughing so hard that you're kind of concerned you might pee your pants. You're staying there and putting together the show. And so what could I do? Here I am. I mean, no, actually, I didn't start getting sick until I think after Hillary and Bobby left. So... I'm just playing it for sympathy. I hope you'll all come visit my grave after I'm gone. But anyway, with all this in mind, uh, this is a week for Tishy Classic. And when we started talking about it, you know, we try to do kind of seasonally appropriate things, given that it's just been Valentine's Day, I immediately thought of... Uh one of our early, early shows, I believe this was show number 19 back in February of 2020, before the world fell apart, just a few short weeks when we still didn't realize how fucking awful people could be. But it was a Valentine's Day, and so um it was me, Meredith, Mike, and Christy talking for the first part about kind of bad Valentine's Day gifts. And, of course, Mike telling a story that made him look not so great. Um, and then the second part of the episode, we um, presented our romance novel pitches. And this is a segment that I'm actually, I think, the most proud of producing, of of coming up with the idea and producing, because um, I think it is so funny, the stuff that we came up with. And... Um, I would say five out of the six of these pitches actually have a chance to get some traction with a publishing house. Like, at least they would pay attention, and I will leave it to you to decide which one of these pitches I think would not um, be considered viable (laughs) by any publisher. It's not much of a surprise, but um, I think it's a very, very fun show, and it's uh, lives warmly in my memory. And I hope you will enjoy listening to it. And with that, um, I'm going to go eat some more um, expired (laughs) Ricola. And hopefully we'll see you all next week.
1: Good morning and welcome to the only podcast headspace where you don't have to worry about missing out because this show has everything, including but not limited to working our way through Valentine's Day 2020 uh, with the 2020 vision that we have for Valentine's Day and more details on that shortly. My name is Mike Frizzell, also known as The Jail Dude, coming to you from the Deer Blind Studios in the Mountain Room in Manchac, Texas. Joining me are three of my favorite people, uh, from right to left across Cupid's arrows arc across America. First from the Michigan Biostatistician Hall of Fame Foundation. It's <laughs> Meredith Jean Claude Van Damage Claims. Uh Horn. Good day to you. Meredith. That's
2: me. Good morning.
1: <laughs> Been wanting to do the Van Damage Claims one for a while, I'm not gonna lie. I like to it. You. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, from the Land O'Lake Studios in New Brighton, Minnesota, it's Anne with a plan. Please don't at me, Lunholm. Hello, Anne.
0: Good morning. I'm waiting for my Valentine's Day present from Justin Trudeau. (laughs) I haven't heard from him, but, you know, I figure he's just busy.
1: Yeah, you know, he he should probably pick up that one of them (laughs) 1-800-Flowers.
0: I've come to the conclusion that he is a vain dum-dum,
1: but I just want him for his body
0: anyway. Sure. I sent him some Fair promo
1: enough. codes, so I think, I think he should, <laughs> if he clicks the radio, you know, the, the microphone in the corner, I think he mm-hmm. might get a discount.
2: Right. Is she going to have to pay that import tax when they get there? From, yes. They're
1: coming from mm-hmm. Canada.
2: That's going to be rough. Right. Mm-hmm. And who
3: knows how the mail works in Canada? It could take Nobody knows. years to mm-hmm. get to
1: you. And young. when it'll is be Valentine's Day in Canada? Who knows? Really.
2: So right. if it doesn't show up right on Valentine's Day, we're just saying don't be too upset because it'll get right. there eventually. Well,
0: yeah. I'll
2: cross my fingers, but I won't hold my breath. How's that? Okay.
3: Yeah, good. You You. Yeah. You may die. I don't want you to
2: die. <laughs>
1: and there she is, <laughs> finally from the rain-soaked bunker uh, in Linwood, Washington. It's Christy, the nice lady. Why uh, is Christy? Uh, is Jeremy building the ark? Are you going to be able to get out of there? Oh, gosh.
3: Has he shown you the pictures that he takes on his walks? Oh, no. Of just... Like big geysers of um, the storm drains. I oh know it's it's pretty bad here. I mean, it's always rainy. This is the kind of rain we tell people outside of Seattle that we have, but we don't actually have it. It's it's real bad. I mean, schools were two hours late on Friday or Thursday and Friday because wow. of it.
0: Because of rain?
3: Yes. Yeah, because it's like leaking into the buildings and they can't drive into places. And wasn't there a mudslide or something? Yeah, there's everything. Everything's ruined. The Earth is dying.
1: (laughs) Half of our snow homies are just going to slide down into a a sinkhole at some point. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. Exactly. Sounds like Dot hasn't maintained the storm drains very well. They need to clean those things regularly. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, on the show today, we honor romance by telling some stories of our own misadventures and also constructing our own romance novels. I'm pretty excited uh, to do that. So uh, and and I think Anne's going to take us through that. But um, just the structure of our show, we, we may do some tea she Recommends if we've, we've been uh, watching or doing something that that uh, that we find um, entertaining. Uh, of course, we will straighten up the house and let you know how to get involved with the show before we head out the door. Um, do we have any other business up front here? You all I can't I can't think of anything offhand, but
0: well, should we do a little small talk then?
1: Yeah, we could do we could do a little yes. a little small talk. Yeah, let's do it. Oh,
0: I don't know how small this talk is, Mike. Your Valentine's evolution.
1: Well, the reason the the reason it's small is because it's all in the distant rearview mirror. I, I I do not now have, nor will I ever have again, Valentine's Day anxiety, which I think based on based on the traditional societal pressures, has. Um, there have been different types of, of, uh, of anxiety for men and women in traditional roles. Uh, the, the women is, does anyone love me? Is anyone going to give me anything? And the men, it's, it's like, what do I have to do to get through this holiday <laughs> unscathed? This you know?
0: minefield of emotions.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> what, do I, what do I have to do to have a girlfriend on February 15th or, or, or a wife? still still you know without an attorney but it's never been that big a deal to the to the women that i've dated seriously because i don't date dummies and i think mm-hmm. i've really i should i probably stepped in it there valentine's day is <laughs> not for dummies <laughs> welcome to
2: our valentine's day show <laughs> yeah, Dummies, dummies
1: <laughs> been an hour dumping on it here um Well, when I was a kid, I didn't really understand, you know, what it was. My first, like, serious girlfriend in high school, I didn't really have any money, and and she didn't, she wasn't really very girly, so I didn't have any real troubles there. But then I got to college, and I had uh, a girlfriend who was a lot, I don't know, a lot girlier, you know? She liked girly stuff. What That's, I hate using that phrase, but she was more feminine and she was into like flowers and, and you know, strawberries and perfume and whatever girls are into rather than my, my high school <laughs> girlfriend was into playing, playing ball, you know? So I, I started to feel like as our, as our relationship got more serious, I started to feel like some pressure and our first Valentine's day, we'd been together for many, many months and uh, we had been down to the Pike Place Market and, and gone through all these booths, and and there was this one place where she really liked the rings, and she no, she liked no. her birthstone is was garnet, which is not a serious stone, you know, it's not, it's not a, thank God, but it is red, you know, it's a deep mm-hmm. deep dark red, and I, I saw her admiring one of you know these rings, and then I, so I went down there and I got her one of these rings. It, just a garnet ring and cuz I wanted to give it to her for Valentine's Day. But I didn't think about what this meant. I didn't have no idea, you know. <laughs> just bought a ring. It was I don't know, it was like 150 bucks or something, which was a lot of money, you know, in the 50s. So <laughs> <laughs> How old were you again? I was 19. Okay. 19, maybe 20. <clears throat> and I had a little more money than I had in high school and and uh and I was, you know, I was I, I liked her a lot. <clears throat> Sorry, I just lost my my. I went all Ed Orgeron, lost my voice over over this because I wanted to go high register. I liked her, you know, you know, I liked her. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> defending myself. Uh, so, I gave her this ring, and and she and she, I got the good, a really great reaction. You know, she was like, "Oh, this is amazing! I love this ring. I was looking at this ring. I love it a lot." You know, she was like, what does this mean? Um, Those four (laughs) words in that question mark. (laughs) uh, I panicked and I said some words that I knew I knew I'd heard before, um, but I hadn't practiced saying them or knew what they meant at all. And I said, well, I guess it's a promise ring. Oh, no. (laughs) Uh-oh. And she said, "What are you promising?" And and there there are four more words in a question mark that I was, um, what? I, hopefully, I appeared like very sincere instead of lost in panicked thought. But what came out of my mouth was was bad, and and I got teased about it for years. I said, "I promise to stop being such an asshole." <laughs>
3: you didn't keep that promise did no, you? no i was horrible to her i was horrible
1: Aww. yeah yeah i mean she capped off the relationship by being horrible to me but I, I really had even more coming than i got but um that was my only real you know that was the one time that i really tried and boy did i learn my lesson don't try You'll only, you'll only disappoint in the long run with whatever you do. Don't. I mean,
0: I don't know that that's the lesson I would take from it.
1: <laughs> Works for me. That's the lesson I took. And it's been, it's been great ever since. Because if somebody dumps you over what you got them for Valentine's Day or didn't get them, then, uh, yeah. yeah. You had other problems. and or, or they were <laughs> a horrible, horrible person. Or you're horrible and deserve to be broken up with. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: I, I think it gets really tricky. And this is all really gender normative, right? Yeah. The holiday has evolved it's all into a very notice. much a, a straight man honoring, quote unquote, a straight woman. So it's more complicated than that, obviously, but sort of the conventional wisdom is that you have to surprise her. But I also think that the two of you need to have expectations really set. Like, what do we like? What do we do? Mm -hmm. What does this mean? And it's hard to hold both of those things at the same time when, especially when you're 19
1: or 20 years old. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Cause someone's always way more serious about the relationship than the other person. (laughs) You shouldn't both be really uh, serious and you both shouldn't be really flippant about it. But usually there's, you know, you're on a way different part of the scale than your partner, and and the chances are you're going to screw something up. Just don't try.
0: <laughs> I do not endorse this advice. <laughs>
3: <laughs> or be with someone that has the same level of love or hate
1: of yeah. Valentine's Day. Maybe the, that should be like the first question on the match dot com. Hmm. Yeah. What's should What's we? your deal with Valentine's Day? I don't give a fuck about it. Okay, proceed with this group of people.
3: I guess people lie about it though because, yes. um, I've always hated it. And when Jeremy tells people that, they say, "Oh no, she's lying. It's a yeah. it's a trap. It's That's a- another trope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's yeah. playing yeah. this, yeah. That she's playing this game that she wants to see if you come through." Every sitcom like, has that episode. Ridiculous. Every sitcom yeah. has episode where,
1: yeah. The, oh well, is that she a real thing that people care, do? And so he doesn't do anything, and and then. Oh he doesn't have a reservation. Oh my god. That's a
2: terrible way to behave as a the the quote unquote expecting part. Like if somebody was actually playing games like that, it'd be like, well, bye. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think it's a terribly passive aggressive
0: way to go about getting or not asking for what you secretly hope for. Right. If you want something, just ask for it. Just say it Yeah. be honest. That's not so easy for everybody, though. That's true. So,
1: Emily always emails me the links to her birthday gifts and uh, Christmas (laughs) gifts.
3: See, that's
0: great. Yeah, that's fantastic.
1: This three clicks later, I'm all set.
0: That's why we started, or we stopped giving gifts at Christmas time. We were like, "Why are we doing this? Just (laughs) satisfy this obligation. We love each other, but how does?" getting this book from Amazon that you've directed me to get prove anything other than that
3: you can follow directions (laughs) right or just exchange different gift cards so I put 50 on this one you Mm -hmm. put 50 on that one and then we just hand it back to each other like why
1: and then don't tell me we can't go to Buffalo Wild Wings because I know I gave you $50 (laughs) right yeah
0: here would be my test I would tell them what I want for Valentine's Day are M&M's and if he gets me peanut m ms we're then through. You know. yes. And if he gets me peanut butter m ms then Keeper. I know that he loves me.
3: <laughs> well, because then he knows what you're like. Exactly. But,
2: yeah. Yeah. He's taking the time. Well, and m ms are not a huge, like, you don't have to rent a hot air balloon and get
0: a <laughs> oh, Sky Oh, well, Rider. we're going to have, the, we're going to eat the m ms in the hot air balloon. Oh, okay. Okay.
3: And it has high expectations. If someone <laughs> tries to
1: take me up in a hot air balloon, they don't know me. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> right. Yes, I think that's the the larger issue of that, is if she expects a diamond ring and you don't come through, you're with the wrong person. And mm-hmm. if yeah. she doesn't give a crap about a diamond ring and you, or a garnet ring, as the case may be, yeah. and that's what you come up with, you also have have failed in the communication somewhere. mm
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, and if and if she rents a hot air balloon in a tri-county area where there are any power lines, then we we haven't been communicating <laughs> right at all.
3: And she decides not to get in. To yeah, yeah, at the last you. second she's like, <laughs> "Oh, you know what?
1: Going I, on. I'm wearing my heels. I don't know." Yeah, I can't.
0: <laughs> so, if she says, "No, I'm not going to do it. But you go. You go." Yeah. Do you go in the hot air balloon then by yourself?
1: No, especially if she knows the guy who runs the
3: <laughs> uh oh. Yeah. And and, and you recently handsome. changed her to be the um person that gets right. the money <laughs> on right. your life insurance.
0: Yeah, the, the life insurance beneficiary.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Watched a lot of true crime, I know. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> when they
1: when they take up rock climbing, when the marriage isn't going well and I'm like, Hey, guess what? I gotta say go rock climbing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go kayaking, honey. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Let's go somewhere remote.
2: That's why I'm lightly insured and my sister is my beneficiary. Uh, <laughs> she has little yes. incentive to kill me. Mm-hmm. Or does she? Uh, it's not very much money.
3: Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Well, let's come back to Valentine's Day in a moment. Uh, we have a couple of other items of business to take care of regarding the mail bag. We got some mail based on last week's show and um, other things. Uh, I want to start with a great email from our pal, Ted, who we hadn't heard from for a little while. Ted says, folks, my podcatcher battery went bye-bye a few months ago, so I am way behind on my podcastery. A new battery means a whole batch of tea sheet to choose from. I picked out the Thanksgiving episode to start with and really enjoyed it. It was wonderful to hear Fletch again. Isn't it? Isn't it? Mm-hmm. We also have a butter dome a mini cloche that gets pulled out on Thanksgiving for that sweet room temperature butter. Yes. That is a man after your own heart, Mike. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yes. If, if I, if I, if I played professional sports, I'd want to make sure we played in the butter dome.
0: Ooh, <laughs> mm. I'd play in a butter dome or <laughs> any sports. If, if you were in a band, would that be on your rider that there must be room temperature butter in your dressing room?
1: If there are any carbs, in that mm-hmm. dressing room. Um, we're going to need some room temperature butter just <laughs> in case.
0: Yeah. And what would happen if the
3: butter was cold? Uh, well, fired. I would. Someone gets fired. Yeah. Wasn't there some, the some
1: trick? That I put mean, it under your butt. The roadies and the toadies <laughs> would take care of it before I even saw it, first of all. Because they know I'm not even going to go on. Right. <laughs> Wait, what kind of
3: performance are you doing?
1: <laughs> Never you mind what kind of performance I'm going to do. It's got a lot well, to do
3: with Well, Because you put you put cheese in your in your um, armpit, so maybe butt in your butter.
1: Butter in your butt. Butter butt? Yeah. Mm, to warm it up. Mm-hmm. It sounds Just great. the whole cube. The the problem <laughs> is sometimes like the problem with you know, employing your butt for such purpose is um like sometimes I'll forget that I have the piece of cheese underneath, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and it just I, it gets overcooked, gets overdone. You don't want that happening with a pat of butter. You, you, True, that thing needs to come out of the butt microwave quickly.
0: <laughs> Things could get greasy. Yeah, yeah. Gotta, but gotta, is gotta that gotta such a bad thing?
2: Uh, we don't oh, know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Meredith is putting us back
0: on track. <laughs> let's let's get back to Ted.
1: Oh, yes. It was a lovely email, Ted. Thank yeah. you.
0: Yes. He says, When faced with a mountain, four months of podcastery, what do you do? What are your real favorites of the hundred podcasts that you subscribe to? As it turns out, the favorites are Tishi, Wait, Wait, Planet Money, LeVar Burton Reads, SGU, Geologic Podcast, Dear Hank and John, Anthropocene Reviewed. Really good. Check out the Old Lang Sign episode. And the Jeremy adjacent podcasting specials, since I grew up watching Apollo launches on all of the channels at the same time, got a degree in aerospace engineering and worked on the shuttle for a bit, pre-challenger, are we there yet, MECO, orbital mechanics, the space above us. Have a great February and enjoy the extra day from Ted. uh... Now, what I take from this is that Ted listens to a lot of really interesting intelligent intellectual podcasts about science and smart things and then he also listens to our hour and a half of enjoyable (laughs) nonsense
1: the butt butter about butt
3: butter (laughs) Um, uh, and i like that he listed us first so we must be number one
0: of course of course and i feel close to you ted because my dad didn't work on the shuttle but he worked on the saturn V rocket for boeing so he uh, worked on the space vehicles before you, which is very cool. That's awesome. Mm-hmm.
1: My dad also worked for a Boeing and rode a shuttle uh, to to work <laughs> in the morning to, <laughs> to do some accounting.
3: Same, Same thing. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wasn't he an accountant?
1: Yeah, he was an auditor, actually. <laughs> Even more exciting. Uh, he, he looks at other people's accounting. Yep. Hey, some nice accounting there. You guys, did you guys see this accounting over here? Nice.
0: <laughs> We've learned a lot about how important it is for the I's to be dotted and the T's to be crossed uh, when it comes to Boeing and air travel lately. Yes, <laughs> so indeed. Uh,
1: everybody, everybody needs to pull on pull on an oar to make sure.
0: Yep. Uh, so thank you so much for that, Ted. That was great hearing from you. Uh, we also, as per usual, have some feedback on last week's question of the week, which wrapped up our January salute to cinema. I don't know whether I should be a little irritated at you guys that the January, January salute to cinema, the last one came out in February. <laughs> but okay, I wasn't on that show, so I don't get to make the choices. because <laughs>
2: the Oscars haven't happened it's yet. Oscars this
3: weekend. That's true.
0: Are you excited? Are you going to watch them?
3: Oh, of course. I've seen almost all the movies. Of course. You have a stake in it. I do. I don't get to vote though yet, maybe. Maybe next year. <laughs> You're not a member of the Academy? <laughs> no. Have I told you about the weird lady that I worked with um during or she said during we have these like not now, it was at my last job, but she got up and introduced herself to like the whole company and she said, "I am a huge Oscars fan." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, okay, me too." Um and she said, and I dress up, so she like goes on, and it makes it seem like she's actually doing it, like red carpet. She talks mm-hmm. about how she walks down the red carpet, and um, it turns out she just does that at her own house, <laughs> alone. Oh, because <laughs> we thought, oh, maybe she's a voting member because she was like, and then I vote and I um, make sure mm-hmm. I see all the movie. Like it was just the weirdest thing. I was like, wait, wait, she just does this at her house. Her she cats, like her gas, cats play please? her off. <laughs> yeah, she Oscar cosplays.
1: That's the best. Beat it, mom! <laughs> stop it with the sad gowns. Well,
3: stop it. Yeah. So I don't do that.
0: Well, I mean that's encouraging.
3: Yeah. And I also watch it on delay so I can fast forward to all the dumb stuff. So oh yeah, there's a lot of um,
0: commercials for it. the Oscars too, right?
3: A lot of commercials and a lot of like um, Hollywood being high on their own supply mm-hmm. that I have to like fast forward. Oh through. yeah,
0: mm-hmm. there is a lot of stuff that's embarrassing for them if they yes, if they knew what was good for them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, so what you guys talked about last week was a movie that you would like to amplify. It did not necessarily have to be an Oscar contender or winner or anything, just a movie that you really loved that you thought was worth sharing with a wider audience. And we got some, um, some boosting from our Facebook page where people similarly had some movies that they loved and wanted to make sure that other people knew about. So Kate says, I was just wondering if we were talking just past or this year included Parasite Everyone should see Parasite. I loved it so much. Anybody seen Parasite? Christy? I have
3: not. No, I'm renting it. Mm-mm. Is it scary? That's the one... I can't watch yeah, Scary. That's the... Yeah, that's why I'm I'm doing it at home. I don't think it's scary, but it's um, thriller. So suspenseful, but not Suspenseful, gory. right. More like Get Out. I can is deal what with that. Yeah, but I didn't watch it. Get didn't Out. Watch
1: okay, then don't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I think what she means is not it's not like jump scary. It's not like yeah, and it's gotcha not like scary. dumb gory. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. am I gonna have nightmares afterwards? You could.
3: Uh, how about I watch it first and let you know? Okay, thank you. <laughs> I am gonna watch it at home because I need to watch it with Jeremy, and he can't handle movie theaters. Right. So um, we're gonna rent it here.
0: Uh, Another one that I think may fall into the scary category from Bruce. Midsummer. This was Florence Pugh's breakout year and the best performance she gave this year out of three great ones. The movie is beautiful, funny, horrifying, sad, mind bending and so much more. Ari Aster is the director to watch. Now, Bruce likes horror movies. Yes. So
3: I can't (laughs) trust any of his (laughs) recommendations. No. And just the commercials freak me out. All right, well, if if you're not a
0: weenie, (laughs) Kate and Bruce have recommendations for you. Uh, Scott says, flying my geek flag, the adventures of Buckaroo Banzai across the eighth dimension was both wonderful and awful at the same time. I saw the trailer at Balticon back in college and remember fondly how the room lost its collective mind. I've heard a lot about that movie, but I've never seen it. So is it better if you're high? I wonder. (laughs) It
2: sounds like a movie you (laughs) should see high. Yeah, maybe.
0: <laughs> uh, Burton says, Racing Arizona, one of the funniest movies of our time, and I got an A-plus on a term paper discussing the symbology of Freud's structural model of the psyche id, Ego Super Ego in this film. Wow. Well, well, well. <laughs> Burton. Here, I thought it was just a dumb comedy about some baby kidnappers. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Kathleen, Hillary's mom, says comedies never win, but I love, love Waiting for Gusman and Best in Show. Yes. Yes. She's right. Yes. I get anxious watching Best in Show because Parker Posey and uh, Michael <laughs> Hitchcock's characters, <laughs> you know, the parents of the yeah. honor and they're so <laughs> awful to one another that I'm just like, ha, ah.
1: <laughs> I want to do a dog rescue fun. during that movie I'm like yeah. I don't even like Weimar honors but come on bud let's get out of here Where's Busy Bee? Where's Busy Bee?
0: Like, no stop please <sighs> I'll be good <laughs> Uh, Daniel had a lot of thoughts on this. He says, I'm going to boost three titles. Rabbit Proof Fence from 2002. A trio of girls suffering under Australia's policy for half-white slash aboriginal children to make a break for it across the Outback. An incredibly moving film that deserves a bigger audience. Kenneth Branagh has a role as a government official. Peter Gabriel scored it. It made
2: me cry. I mean, is Peter Gabriel a selling point? (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember the score, but I remember the movie being really wonderful. Yes. Okay.
0: Uh, then he says, Truly, Madly, Deeply from 1999. Juliet Stevenson grieves for Alan Rickman so hard he comes back as a ghost to be with her. A wonderful story of love, memory, and life. Funny, quirky, and just terrific all the way around. Anthony Minghella directed. Um, can we do that in real life? Can we grieve Alan Rickman so hard he comes back as a ghost? Yes, because please. I would like that. I miss Me too. him.
1: Shoot He's the so glass. Great.
0: <laughs> uh, and uh, Daniel says indiscreet from 1958 Cary Grant and Ingrid Bergman have an affair there's a delightful little twist in it it's a featherlight rom-com but the leads are so charming and it makes me laugh every time
1: Ingrid Bergman she's one hot tomato as far as I'm yeah. concerned I like I like Ingrid Bergman
0: camera loves her yep As do many men. Uh, And then Daniel thought of more. He had to come back with Mm -hmm. another post. He says, oh, and the Emperor's New Groove. Incredibly underrated. 100% agree. Hmm. I own it on DVD. It's hilarious. Disney cartoon movie that's not a musical. David Spade's best work. And uh, finally, April says, Ma Vie en Rose, which is My Life in Pink in English, a beautiful touching movie about a transgender girl. Remarkable that it came out in 1997. Mm. Let's check that out. Thanks, guys. A lot of different things to, um, a lot of different avenues to pursue on those movies. So very cool. All right, are we going to do this week's question of the week? It is Valentine's Day themed since it's Valentine's Day week. Yes. Maybe we should start with Christy and see if she can encompass our answers within hers.
3: Mm. Okay. Oh, no. (laughs) Because I have a tight 10. And the question is...
0: (laughs) What do you think is the dumbest aspect of Valentine's Day? Not necessarily the whole thing, but is it the expectation of the flowers or the dinner or the whatever? What gets in your craw about
3: Valentine's Day? Christy, go. Oh my gosh. Everything. Like seriously, I can just go off about it. That's everything. Not,
0: not I specified you I can't know. be all of Valentine's <laughs> you know,
3: Day I'm itself narrow cannot it. be the answer. Okay. I'm gonna um uh go off brand and say I I narrowed it down to one thing. Mm-hmm. It's crappy stuffed animals. Oh, <laughs> damn it, that was mine! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> like, what grown a uh, woman wants to have crappy teddy bears that <laughs> fall apart? They're so ugly. They are like have a heart like sewed to their hands. Mm-hmm. It's it's just and then they get bigger and bigger like. Oh, I love you a hundred times. If my if the bear can't even fit in the car,
1: <laughs> Is it like what are what are you so, going to do with that? Uh, uh, these uh, these stuffed animals. I've never encountered one of the you know one of these Valentine's Day ones in the wild. Are they like uh, the Evergreen State Fair when you p- throw the plastic ring similar. onto the? Yep, similar.
3: So
0: um, the
1: seams just come popping open.
0: They're like filled with newspaper, probably.
1: <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah, sawdust. And I'm not even saying that like adults don't collect stuffies no sure but not these yeah you know what i yeah. mean because they're they're crappy and they're you, like usually... you buy them at walgreens yes where you, you get these at walgreens and end caps okay yep. so now i'm gonna go off end caps <laughs> tell you you need to get a canned choc- mm. crappy chocolate in a box a stuffed animal sometimes a chocolate rose or just grocery store roses and then carts. How about like, that, then,
1: like a little Mylar heart on a stick, you know, that you just <laughs> wave oh, around? <laughs> oh, yeah. What are
3: you going to do with that? Who wants that? And you see the dumb guys standing in the middle of the grocery store with their mouths open on like the 12th, <laughs> oh, 13th, 12th, and they're just like uh, drooling and probably mad at themselves because they forgot to make reservations
1: again. You ever seen the, the card section on the morning of. Uh... Oh, yeah. It's oh, just yeah. gone. Yeah. <laughs> Like a bomb went off, you're like oh Mother's Day
2: too. Yes, Mother's Day, yep. and always yep. the day before, right? Mm. Uh-huh. Or the day of?
1: Oh, yep. day Matt, of yeah. it's just devastating. You, there's mm-hmm. just no way. You you if you're lucky, you get the mylar heart on a stick. Yep, that you can tape to a teddy bear's hand,
0: or in the, in the plant, the mylar oh, on the right. stick That's comes in the plant. For, Not huh? even like a the roses. It's just a floral arrangement, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Valentine's Day cactus. I'd like that. I'd try it. It's probably a plant I can't kill easily. Right.
1: I find you succulent. That's what I would put on the card. Oh, Oh, no.
2: (laughs) It's a horrible word.
1: Yes, Yes, it is. It is a horrible word. (laughs) I can spell it, though. That's my superpower.
0: (laughs) But it would make a great show title. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Christy. Any any other um, aspects of Valentine's Day that you
3: find particularly perplexing? The, I mean, like you said, just the expectations, I feel like everyone gets stressed. Everyone is sad. Um, either you, you aren't, you're not in a couple. So then you feel bad about yourself because everyone is telling, you know, society is telling you, you need to have these things to be happy. Um, or the, someone's disappointed. That's why I just, you know, just like say you don't go drinking on Saint Patrick's Day. You don't go to restaurants on Valentine's Day. What about McDonald's?
0: You could have McDonald's. Well that
3: too. You can do that. Any okay. drive through. Any kind of like sit down fancy restaurant. I worked in the um food industry for a long time and those are that's one of the days that I hated. Yeah.
0: Do people tip well on Valentine's Day?
3: At the places I worked, no one tipped well. No. <laughs>
0: Well, Meredith, what do you think about Valentine's Day? What's the dumbest aspect of it all for you?
2: Well, Christy sort of touched on the thing that I hate the most, which is dinner, going out to restaurants on Valentine's Day and the expectation that, like we went to this we went to this place a couple weeks ago. Um, and it ended up being fancier than we were planning on. Um, and it had like a poster on an easel by the door advertising their fancy Valentine's Day, like, you know, it's a preset menu, it costs $80 a person. Mm -hmm. And then you also have to get wine or whatever. Like it's, it's such an expensive, ridiculous thing. And working in restaurants and being in a restaurant on Valentine's Day, I think is the worst. But the other thing that I really hate is, as a woman, in heterosexual relationships, I always felt like, should I be doing something? I, I, I'm i uncomfortable with the one-sidedness mm-hmm, of it. Mm-hmm. Like, I never knew if I was supposed to get flowers for him or if I was supposed to, like, do... If, it just feels weird. Like, why is this a holiday where I get everything and you have to do all the work? Right. It doesn't seem right. Um, and I was always very uncomfortable with the one-sided nature of it, I guess.
0: I mean, I'm sure that there are plenty of relationships where... Maybe the guy's love language is not to tell his lady that he appreciates her in any way. I mean, maybe he's one of those guys that doesn't make it clear that he appreciates her through the rest of the year. So maybe there are some guys that need that, like, flag plant Mm -hmm. on Valentine's Day to do that. And maybe that works for some ladies. So, Mm -hmm. but I I agree. It's, I think, how our like modern Valentine's Day has evolved is sort of a false premise,
2: yeah, and I get around that just by telling you know, just like, no, I don't care about this, we don't need to do anything, we don't mm-hmm. let's please not go out like definitely not, and I um, would say that if if you're into it and you enjoy it
0: and you both enjoy it, then you know more power to you, but like, sure but well, it's, it's not the funny.
1: the counter argument cliche at this point is you know. Treat your treat your partner, you know, special all year long, and then you don't need to do the big gesture. And I I, I thought of that the other day because we were going to do this show, and I'd gotten gotten home from a road trip, and our dryer was broken, and uh, Emily had a ton of laundry to do, and we're, we were going to be waiting on this part for like ten days, and she already had all this laundry to do, so I said, well, you know. Um, do you want to go to the laundromat this weekend, you know? And so I was like volunteering to to do her laundry, you know? And uh and she said, "Yeah, it looks like looks like we should." And I said, "Okay, I'll do some research and find find a good one down here cuz we haven't been to one in the south end." And she really appreciated that. And then uh all of a sudden the the part came in for the dryer yesterday afternoon and the guy got over here and put it in there. So I got to make the gesture. I got the credit. <laughs>
2: uh-huh. <laughs>
1: And the dryer was, was humming by five o'clock with her. Uh, and
2: you didn't have to go to the laundromat. And I didn't that's have to do part. one
1: goddamn thing except, <laughs> except say some words. We might have to be at
3: the laundromat this weekend. Our washer that's new, two years old, um, stopped in the middle, right before the uh, spin cycle. Oh, no. <laughs> so we had to wring the clothes oh, out man. and then that's dry them stuff. at like three things at a time. Ugh. Yeah, it was not great.
1: Makes you appreciate pioneer women. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. <laughs> they that, need Valentine's Day. That's heavy. Day. There's no. There was no spin cycle back in the day. You were right. the spin cycle. You were the spin cycle.
0: <laughs> well, I was going to say I half expected you, Mike, to say that you got out your washboard and started oh, cleaning those scrubs, scrubs by, by hand.
1: hand. <laughs> yeah, the old washboard. Where did we leave that? <laughs>
2: Seen that since we had that jug band jamboree, yeah, they're always hanging at the wall, hanging on the wall at like a TGI Fridays or something. Actually,
1: else. yeah, you can probably find a lot of washboards in Austin, and if you need a mandolin or anything else, right,
2: right, <laughs> Oldie timey sleds.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: No, Mike, what's your dumbest aspect of Valentine's Day?
1: Well, I'm reminded of it every year when I take this road trip and I drive across West Texas. I listen to a lot of uh, AM radio, and a lot of that is uh, sports talk. And right about this time of year, right around Super Bowl, guys of a certain age, uh my age that are dumb and don't know what to do are very susceptible to the uh flower arrangement um companies that uh that come on and say, Hey, are 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 you a bad husband and completely devoid of ideas? <laughs> <laughs> you know, here's a promo code and call this, and you'll get a dozen roses for a dollar ninety nine. You know, and it's, <laughs> and you know they have the, this this telephone script, you know, and or, or or online script or whatever it is that's going to take you from a dozen like micro roses of assorted colors. Right. <laughs> you know, mostly probably orange. Um. And then they, t- by the time you get off the phone or off the computer, it's, you've spent $179 because they've asked you a series of questions like, are you interested in staying married to this person? <laughs> how, how good an attorney do you want her to get? You know? <laughs> and then all of a sudden you've got this massive arrangement with the, yeah, all the all the accoutrement we talked about, you know, the, 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 the stupid teddy bear that if you poke him in the belly, all the stuff comes flying out, you know? That guy, and then the yeah, the Mylar heart, and you, you you get it all, and you you're guaranteed, you know, by this company that it's going to go great. It's just going to be great.
0: You know what else are the Chinese companies going to do with the extra asbestos if they don't put them in the teddy bear inside
1: right. the inside the bears? Yeah, mm-hmm. you don't want that in a landfill. It needs to be in a bear and inside your house. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: Uh, Well, as far as I go, I think the dumbest aspect of Valentine's Day is the jewelry aspect. Mm -hmm. And that probably bleeds over into, like, weddings, too. And the shiftiness of the De Beers company in conning the entire country into thinking that if you love somebody, you will buy them a diamond. Right. I mean, it's really genius marketing. You have to hand it to them. Mike, you appreciate Mm -hmm. feats of marketing.
1: Oh, Absolutely. I love those. I love those bastards.
0: <laughs> you got to
1: give it to De Beers. But the thing is,
0: I don't think diamonds are very cool looking. I'm not a like a precious gem person anyway. But if I was going to pick one, I wouldn't pick a boring one like a diamond. Pick a sapphire
2: or a opal or yeah. something cooler. I if agree. That's I've the never owned go. a diamond, but they are very sparkly. But I don't know. It, mm-hmm. That's not enough for me to want to buy one. Right. <laughs> no.
3: Um, also, the heart-shaped jewelry. Ugh. I, who wants that? hmm I guess some people do because Probably. it sells. Oh, yeah. Or do people want it or do men think they want it? And that's because that's what the commercials say.
0: Right. Well, to get like a ring that you can stab yourself with because it has a pokey point on it. Like, I don't want that. <laughs> mm-hmm. the The other thing that the like mall jewelry chains now. What are these chocolate diamonds? Oh yeah, they're brown. like it's just dirty, and mean? they're trying to make them yeah <laughs> <so>
2: cool. <laughs> they just have like a bunch of more contaminants in them. I think. <laughs> Ooh, the chocolate diamonds. That must be special.
1: I feel like I feel like if when they put them out on the counter, yeah. If you tried to eat it and just you could, there's a lawsuit waiting to happen. So, do you have any chocolate mm-hmm. diamonds? Let me. Can I get a taster spoon of those? Now, if you oh,
0: mounted oh, oh. my ring with an M M&M, and M, we're talking. Oh, that's something else. That
1: would. How long would that last? You know?
2: I don't know. You'd have to shellac it. Probably, <laughs> you could just replace it. He'd have to just keep buying you M and Ms to put new M and M in there every day. That's true. Aww. There would be every like a minutes. little prong that you could yeah. Mount the dispenser
1: M&M on. of M and Ms. Yeah. Your... Yeah, I get it.
0: All right, so if you love Valentine's Day, then go for it. And if you don't love Valentine's Day, then don't go for it. But please, let's both of you be on the same page about it. Well, everybody will post this on the Facebook page. Let us know what you think the dumbest aspect of Valentine's Day is. Or, I don't know, turn it around on its head and tell us what you think an awesome aspect of Valentine's Day is. I am i um, open to having my world expanded on this. Tell us about something super cool that your person did for Valentine's Day that made you realize that you are with the right person.
2: You know what's cool about Valentine's Day is the discounted candy on February 15th. Mm. Oh my yes. God, yes.
3: Because it's the, the, I always say the holidays I hate the most have the best candy, which is yeah. Easter and Valentine's yeah. Day. <laughs>
0: Yeah, there's going to be like a lot of Reese's peanut butter filled mm-hmm. hearts. Mm-hmm. On they the taste shelf. better when they're in a shape.
3: I and think. conversation hearts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like a oh, wafer yeah. substitute.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you stock up on the conversation hearts? Did you find the I right ones?
3: Like, I haven't found the right ones this year. <sighs> mm-hmm. I'm so mad. Although last year I found them at 7 Eleven in a 7 Eleven branded little bag where you get <laughs> like five for a dollar. Um and I did buy twenty. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna look there again.
0: All right. Well, let us know how that turns out. We may have a chalkboard that yes, <laughs> <needs> chalkboard.
1: <laughs> you know, I did notice that it's gone from uh from Reese's Tree Season to Reese's uh, Egg Season over mm-hmm. here.
2: Yeah, yep. mm-hmm. yeah, definitely.
1: I, I think to Heart Season, but now now we're in early Egg Season, right? Because I see like mm-hmm. fish sandwiches being being advertised everywhere for the for the religious oh, for types yeah, yeah.
2: It should be oh Lent, the Cadbury's yeah. eggs are on the shelf oh mm. dangerous <laughs> yeah
0: well let's hit the topic for today the main topic I had this dumb idea that just popped into my brain a couple of weeks ago and so I approached the group with it and there was some positive reaction so we're going to try today in honor of valentine's day and all things love to write the great american romance novel anyone probably won't actually write the whole thing but we can come up with a good uh outline for it i think in this time um anybody who's read their share of romance novels which i have which christy you've read a few right Mm -hmm. i know hillary is a big fan of the romance novels meredith you not so much Nope, I don't think I've ever read one. So this will be interesting. <laughs> so Mike's read more romance novels than you have.
1: Yes, I've read uh, one legit. Actually, I've read two romance novels. Uh, one of which I reviewed on TBTL, and right. the other was just a little too racy to review on TBTL. But <laughs> oh, was that the one was that, it that one you... Hillary suggested? I, it was I, both suggested by by Jen.
0: Right, because you ab- you guys abandoned the first. One because you were too embarrassed it was too to thrusting. talk about
1: with each other. <laughs> no. I mean I was fine with it. I, I but she didn't think it was a good representation of the type of romance novels mm. that um that she normally you know, it was mm-hmm. a little hot. Mm. The, the the lady worked at Ula Latte, you know, like <laughs> right. so There's a
0: fine line between romance novels and lady porn. And the
1: yeah. and the cop would come by every day. To Ooh La Latte, oh, so you oh, know where yeah. it's going, right? That
2: sounds like something that would be written in the Belinda Blinks series. Yes, <laughs>
1: uh-huh. it was. It was halfway to Belinda Blinking for yeah. sure.
3: Hillary suggested this book to me, and I got it on audiobook. And I was like, legit embarrassed to be at work listening to it because I'm like, <laughs> people know.
1: People, know. it was very horny. Like. <laughs> Yeah, so something like Emily'll be asleep or something and 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 I'll be hearing this thing going like oh, oh my. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> well, I hope the sleep timer's on or or we're going to have some sexy dreams here.
0: Goodness. <laughs> So I came up with a few prompts to help us get going. A few questions about things that you generally see in a romance novel. Uh, we'll have to, of course, decide on the the setting and the theme and characteristics and what kind of problems they face. And everybody has come with uh, like notes or suggestions, and I figured we could just work through them and see what we end up with. Uh, I know Hillary uh, has filled out her sheet, even though she's not on the show today. (laughs) I didn't know that. Did (laughs) she do that? She said she did. Can we look at it? Because we're not looking
1: at each other's, but can we look at hers?
2: Yeah, let's look at Hillary's.
1: Okay. Anna's made tabs for everyone, which we're not allowed to look at each other's.
2: And she's forbidden us. Yeah, I didn't want uh,
0: you to be polluted by other people's. (laughs) Well, idea. I didn't want to
1: click on Hillary's and then you see my my icon pop up above it and then all of a sudden we don't talk for a year. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: okay, so do we want to go person by person or do we want to go element by element? I kind of think that we should go piece by piece and yeah. sort of Sounds figure good. out where we're coming with them. So the first section that I came up with is setting the scene. We have to start by knowing what genre <laughs> this yeah. is in. you know i think i've made it my goal i think we should use the word
3: genre in every
1: episode <laughs> yes <somehow.
3: laughs> if there's a drinking game at home this it should be our new um, so
0: uh, some like popular romance settings are um, historical including for some reason the scottish highlands of like the
3: well, seventeenth century. In the, yes. And the kilts. Yes,
0: men wearing skirts apparently are. And they're like brawny and manly yes. Highlands men. That's I don't I have no knowledge of sort of the percentage of the marketplace that this occupies. But I would say that of historical romances, I would go at least thirty to forty percent are probably Scottish Highlands. <laughs> Um, we could have a pirate genre. We could have a western. We could have something in space. We could have a space western. I just want to hear everybody's thoughts now. Hillary started off with Regency, which is classic. The Regency period I don't actually know when the Regency period was is that the eight 18- that was pre Victorian. Wait, when did Edwardian stop? I don't know. I'm not British We'll say before. Cars before Victorians. So uh, that's a strong contender. What else were people thinking on this?
2: Um, I went a little earlier with it. I went
0: with Colonial America. Ooh, yes, that's a good one. There's a lot of um, wilderness type things that <laughs> works really well for that. Christy?
3: Um, I went with Young Adult. Oh.
0: Ooh. Ooh, I like it. Uh
1: Mike? Uh, I've invented my own genre. Um, I ran it by Emily to make sure that, that it was okay to do to do that. I'm sure there are lots of self-published authors that uh, that are doing this, but it's its not doesn't seem to be an established one and that is the superhero universe. Uh, my, oh. r- my romance is going to be set uh. in, in a, a superhero universe, not Marvel or DC because I can't afford that. So I've got to create my own universe. But does he have a super
0: room. penis? Because I really worry about
1: <laughs> this is yeah. romance, the sex not of it all porn and <laughs> well get your mind out of the gutter.
0: But you know, when they consummate, is she gonna be okay? We can we're we're gonna get to all this. Uh, okay, you thought about this. Oh. All right. And my scene I picked modern day Vegas, baby.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hmm. That's a surprise. But, but here's, here's the thing. You're not a, you're not a big Vegas person, right? No, I have no that, idea how Vegas works, which is why I need you. No, no, that, that's, that's why it'll be a great romance novel because whenever I overhear these romance novels, these people seem to have no idea of the city or the, you know, the place that they're talking about because they're just, you know, they're, they're, they're sitting in flyover country writing a romance novel about Paris, even though they couldn't mm-hmm. find it on a map. <laughs> mary louise kelly
3: point to it on a map
1: where yeah. is paris yeah oh
3: was i supposed to say when when mine was set as um well? you can you can oh mine's modern but i guess mid-90s is that still considered
2: modern is the
3: note i wrote <laughs>
2: is this a grunge romance christy <laughs> i'm not saying wait, you'll have to wait. 25 30 years ago i don't know if that's modern anymore Oh, geez. I feel
0: (laughs) old. The hero is called Mert Mobane. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. All right. So let's get on to our heroine. Uh, The questions I have are, what's her name, which is extremely important in a romance novel, and what's her deal?
3: Uh, Christy, what do you come up with? Okay. Um, So mine's Samantha, but she goes by Sam, Of course. Of course. Um, And her deal is that she's a cheerleader on honor roll. She's popular. She has mean girl friends and her parents expect perfection, but she secretly longs to be an indie rock singer songwriter and has been playing (laughs) open mic secretly. Wow. (laughs) She's bored with her friends and predictable life and is counting the days till she can move away to college. (laughs)
0: Which is where she meets Mert
3: <laughs>
2: Right. <laughs> he well, definitely we went to college. Yet. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's good, Meredith. Well, so I didn't mention that mine is set in the in the uh, Salem witch trials time. <laughs> oh, that's so good, <laughs> so romantic. Yeah, oh. this is 1692. Oh, I'm I've got witches on the brain. So
1: I can already tell why they're not going to be able to get together. Of
2: course. well yep um her name is mary and because everybody was named mary yeah it's mary
1: or sarah or elizabeth like those are the names mary sarah elizabeth or mary elizabeth sarah Mm
2: -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. yeah and she's just uh she's just living that pilgrim life
0: (laughs) you know i love this because then we can have all these disapproving uh lady characters and their names are all like goody something or other yes yep yep (laughs) well
1: that's that's interesting because my heroine's name is Forgiveness, and she comes oh. from a very <laughs> domineering um, background. She she did not know her her mother. Her mother died uh, somehow months before her childbirth, so that's that's a mystery. And then Gross. she has a very domineering father, very domineering, and so she's mm-hmm. she's looking to escape. They all do but but he's made such an impression on her that little does she know she's sort of looking looking for him all over again
0: i mean as all women are right daddy mm-hmm. issue romance novel mm-hmm. i like it mm-hmm. <laughs> um let's see hillary has is contributing her heroine's name is cecilia barnes <laughs> My gosh, hillary that's so Love perfect <laughs> she is a slightly slightly in all caps <laughs> older single woman <laughs> Who is beautiful, obvi, but overlooked by appropriate men because she's an adventurer. What does that mean?
1: <laughs> like uh, Indiana she Jones type mom. thing? Or the bullwhip? Or of like
3: thing. Joe and Little Women is what I think
1: of. Oh, could be. I mean, that's
0: quite a range there. I'm I'm preferring to think of it more like Lara Croft. Like historical. Oh yeah. oh, yeah, there you go.
3: In that time frame, <laughs> that would be amazing. Yes.
0: <laughs> All right, and the heroine of my Vegas uh, story, her name is Kara Chance. And she, oh, appropriate, hates gambling because her father was the gambler who lost everything and abandoned mm. his family. Now, oh. as an adult, she's become an addiction counselor who is trying to heal her own trauma by helping others deal with their demons. So I guess this is also a daddy issues.
3: Yeah. Um I just um peeked at Bobby's. He put he did his too. Oh good.
0: All right. What's his deal? play it on us.
3: Okay. Genre contemporary North American multicultural. Present in quotations. <laughs> okay. Um and her name is Madison, Virginia. Uh-huh. <laughs> I can't tell. Is that the location or the name? Um,
1: <laughs> that the state capital or the state itself? Wait, right. Madis- oh,
3: okay. Madison is a smart, mild-mannered young woman who grew up in the Shenandoah Valley and who is much more intelligent and attractive than most people in her small town. Wanting to see the world, Madison decides that after graduating, at the top of her class, of course, she is going to college in the biggest city she can afford. But when... She gets a full ride scholarship to York University in Toronto, she suddenly realized she's in for quite a culture shock. Hmm. Uncircumcised
1: penises. Why is why are all these set at York University in Toronto? Why are all these romance novels Jesus, so tired.
0: Remember that time I told you guys that in college we decided we wanted to watch a porno and we uh, rented the one about the young woman who got a scholarship to Peckardine University. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, And she she was really open to to beach culture. I'm getting that sort of vibe (laughs) from this. (laughs) I like it. Bobby is taking this very seriously. He's got, I mean, paragraphs to explain it. Excellent. Mm -hmm. Good job, Bobby. A+. plus i mean a plus for effort and time we'll see how your ideas are (laughs) um next up of course we have our heroine we have to um learn about our hero what is his name and as all romance heroes what is his fatal flaw christy
3: okay my hero's name is colin and his fatal flaws. He's the misunderstood new kid to town. He was sent to live with relatives because his parents died in a tragic car accident. Oh he man! He dresses like a punk and plays guitar in a ska band. Oh, <laughs> of course he's gonna. Do we, get we have a girl. name for this ska band? Oh jeez. um, oh yeah, I do. Zipperfoot. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it doesn't have the word ska in it, though. I don't understand. I know.
3: I, I always thought that that would be a really good name for, for a band, so I'm using it.
1: Where's the tension going to be? Because these ska guys usually get laid in the first 10 pages. So.
2: <laughs> well, you'll have to see. Yeah, that comes later. <laughs> mm-hmm. Meredith? Well, so Mary is, um, her, she's like 19 and she's not married. And oh. since this is 1692, she's definitely a witch, right? Oh my she God, She gets accused of being a witch. Yes, she's a spinster. Um and so the hero's name is obviously John Smith, because what else is it going to be? Well, the only yes. name there was. <laughs> um, and he was hired by her father to tend to their goats and sheep and cows. She's from a wealthy family. And so he's the stable boy. Um, and his fatal flaw is that he kind of, in the back of his head, actually thinks she might be a witch.
1: <gasps> no!
0: Mm-hmm. Wow.
2: That's a tough one to get over. Yeah.
1: Is it because right. he's a little bit of a dummy or? Yes. Yeah, yes. Okay.
2: Because the, the first thing I wrote on the spreadsheet, what is his fatal flaw? Is I said, he's an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, well, I should probably be more specific. Like, yeah.
1: <laughs> but she's hot, but she's a witch. I don't know. But she's a witch. Oh. I dated plenty uh, of them, pal. Don't worry about it. Um, okay. My, my hero's name is uh, Lake Fleming. And, uh, his His fatal flaw is that he's a he's destined be, to become a superhero, but in his family it doesn't happen until you're you don't get your powers till you're at least in your mid to late forties and that is what? the, the ability too long the ability to conjure massive amounts of phlegm in your throat and bring down and bring down criminals <laughs> from, from great distances so you know he's 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 still waiting you know he's he's uh he's probably about 48 49 years old and he's just now coming into his his powers but uh it's been a rough it's been a rough go it
0: seems messy does he have like a cleanup unit or <laughs> lots of tissues?
1: Yeah, this is, I mean, I'm self-published. So. Can some Benadryl help with this?
2: <laughs> you need some Sudafed or something?
1: Yeah. He doesn't want help. It's, it's his superpower. And, and he's had to go most of his life without it and just rely on the fact that he started starts making noises in, in his early 40s that he recognizes in his father and his grandfather before him. <laughs> And then he's like, oh, it's com- yeah, it's coming. It's, we're going to get this. And, and he starts noticing fewer people want to be in the same room with him, like when they're reading or doing something quiet. So it's starting to happen for him. He's, and, uh, and, and he's going to meet forgiveness at some point. So our, this is our, a our
0: gradual hero. onset of powers. It's not yeah. like an all of a sudden thing.
1: No, no, no. And it grows. You re- really reach an apex about three or four years before your death.
2: Mm-hmm. Um yeah. sure. Sure. Yeah. It's when people like leave the room when you start to eat. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. We,
1: <laughs> most of your friends and family start disappearing from your life mm-hmm. or calling to you from other rooms. "Hey, do you need anything, <laughs> grandpa?" <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: well, let me see what Hillary says. Uh, uh, the hero of her story, her regency story, his name is Calvin. That's a good one for a regency. He's extremely, in capital letters, wealthy, but doesn't like being told what to do. Very stubborn and doesn't want to marry just for stature. Usually it's these young, attractive men, like in Jane Austen, who want to marry for love, but they need to survive, so they have to marry a rich girl. She has 2,000 pounds a year.
1: Or <laughs> Worse so. yet, you marry an American so you can keep that lifestyle mm. oh, going. Oh,
0: boy. Oh, that's true. Lord Grantham.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Or Prince Harry. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, he didn't marry for money. But right. now they're living off her money. Okay, then we could do a whole show.
0: Okay. <laughs> Not- <laughs> yeah, I- I'm pretty sure that she's made more money in her life than he ever will. Oh, uh, for yeah. sure.
1: I'm pretty sure they don't ever wake up worried about money. No, no, no. For a they're, minute,
0: they're fine. That's true.
1: Mm-hmm. Honey, where's my wallet? Do I? I want to go to Chipotle. Is it? Do, do I have any money? <laughs> that conversation's What's not happening. What's money? Yeah. Do you think <laughs> that,
0: Harry will go inside and go through the line at Chipotle, or does he always do <laughs> drive-through?
3: He does order pre-order pickup, but he does oh. it from the parking lot on his
1: phone. Oh yeah, okay. he gets he parks in that that one spot that nobody's ever in. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm.
2: yeah.
0: Do you know when I was going to school in Ohio, there's an Ohio law that if you go through the drive-thru, it's tax-free. F- but if you go into the restaurant, then your food is taxed. And so it's against the law to go through the drive-thru and then park in the parking lot and sit and eat it. What? Because you're circumventing Sorry. the tax by please, not going to Please take me
1: to jail for that. Please take me to jail for Yeah, me. really. Please. I want you to tell your friends <laughs> and tell your cop buddies
3: Taco Bell.
1: <laughs> that you took a guy Hello. to jail today, a legless guy to jail today, for eating his beef and cheddar in the shade in the parking lot. So God. then walk back into the police station tomorrow and see what happens.
0: Hey, you got to get those quotas, man. <laughs> right, 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 right.
1: Tax dodger. Yep. Look, here's 79 cents. Leave me alone. I want to eat my curly fries in peace.
0: Wow, you must have had a coupon. (laughs) That's cheap. Uh, So my hero's name is Wyatt. I haven't found exactly the right last name yet. Wyatt. I already
1: hate this motherfucker.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He has never met a risk he doesn't want to take. He's a pro gambler. Again, Mike, this is where I need your input. Who loves the thrill of the bet and is smart enough to know to call it quits. Before he loses. But he's never happier than the moment before he sees the what is it called? Like the turn on the river?
1: Okay, yeah, yeah. You yeah. can like poker. The, like that
0: moment of anticipation is what he lives for. Okay. See, he's like you, Mike. You mm-hmm. think you don't like him, but <laughs> he is you. Well,
1: I would say Well I wouldn't the, say that, but <laughs> um loving the the thrill of the gambling and being able to walk away are sometimes at odds. A professional gambler usually isn't they're they're not getting a lot of thrills anymore. Mm. Do it's you think I
0: should make it more that he struggles to walk away?
1: I think that makes him more interesting for sure. Like, okay. he has some big wins and and his friends are like, "Dude, why don't you walk away?" but he's just he's more he's too emotional. He needs he needs grounding, he needs centering. He needs uh, mm-hmm. What what The was, Love what was of a Good name? Woman? What was her name? Kara. <laughs> Kara Chance.
0: <laughs> yeah. Right. Just
1: miss Chance.
0: Um, Take a Christy, chance.
1: You... I know it's going to be a <laughs> exactly. new title. Game of Chance. I haven't come chance. up with a title, but
0: I knew I <laughs> oh, okay. needed her last name to be Chance for something. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christy, Christy, could you continue um,
3: with Bobby's entry? I think I need someone else, too, because there's too much French, oh. and I don't know how to pronounce any of these words.
2: Oh, my God. He wrote a whole... I know,
3: but I don't novel. Does anyone know French?
1: Okay, I'll 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 take a shot at it. Not me. Okay. Uh, We
3: can just change it to American names.
1: (laughs) No, don't interfere with Bobby's vision. (laughs) Our hero's name is Etienne. Bellevaux? Etienne Bellevaux. Etienne is a young hotshot corporate CEO and recently was named to the Top of Toronto's 40 under 40 list of most notable business people. Whoa. <laughs> Constantly, every romance novel references that list. I'm so tired of it. Yeah. A former college <laughs> hockey star, Etienne is originally from Trois Breviers, Quebec, a small town on the banks of the St. Lawrence River where his family has lived for generations, including his much more famous great uncle, legendary Montreal Canadiens captain. Uh, Jean Le Gros, B. Le Gros Bill, anyway, fat Bill, um, I think. The, the big Bill. <laughs> <laughs> Bill of, Bill of o. While Etienne is a tour de force in most arenas, his passion for success makes it hard for him to appreciate uh, the compromise and investment it takes to love, i.e. he's kind of a dick. Yeah, and that's that's pretty consistent um, romance novels. The guy I is- need
3: to know how much under 40 he is. This is a college girl. Mm. she's maybe 18 maybe 19 but she's, at the
1: most she's open-minded christy i think we've established right. that these girls okay. are open open-minded because
3: he could be 39 <laughs> and still be under 40 true.
0: <laughs> you know um he reminds me a little bit if you take the hockey stuff out it's a little bit like christian gray
1: yes true 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 what did he play lacrosse i mean what was his thing <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, well, S&M, BDSM <laughs> Was his yeah. thing <laughs> um, also, He went pro he early
1: says, in, the, the, in the BDSM
3: Yeah A former college hockey star So he's been out of college for a while
1: Well, you don't well, know it could have been maybe. yesterday
3: it's, Yeah, maybe
2: he just graduated
3: I don't know And now he has a successful business?
2: Well, He's not on the 30 under 30 list So he's definitely right. He's a creeper <laughs> Yeah <laughs> Well, that's a legitimate kind of romance
0: hero too. He <laughs> yeah. saw her on the
1: twenty under twenty list, and was right. Out. She saved up all that money to go to college, and he really,
0: that- the twenty under twenty is much more impressive <laughs> list because it's so much more competitive. To I get think on. all you need is
1: a twenty to be, you know, twenty <laughs> under twenty.
3: Hey, look how much money I have. <laughs> I'm a thousandaire. Chipotle on me. <laughs>
0: All right, now the final part of uh, the final section is the story. So I ask the questions, what's their meet-cute? Do they initially hate each other a little or hate each other a lot? What obstacles are in their way to achieving true love together? Do they have a romantic rival for either of them? And then what's the happily ever after? I mean, we might as well talk about all of these together. Mm -hmm. Christy? Christy? I think I know what might happen, Okay, but I want to hear it.
3: It's like uh, romance novels are predictable. Huh. Like they follow (laughs) some sort of template? Right. (laughs) (laughs) That you can easily do in a Google spreadsheet. (laughs) Um, Okay. Performing at the Battle of Bands a few towns over, she breaks a guitar string before going on stage and he offers her one. At first, (gasps) she's frustrated. I know, (laughs) right? At first she's frustrated and is rude to him. He thinks she's pretty but a snob. She thinks he's a dirty punk and probably on drugs. He's not. Then they see each other perform an instant attraction. Sam has an on again off again football player boyfriend named Drew. He's a cute big dummy and he loves and um he loves Sam but she's super bored with him. Um the their obstacles you are got her Sam a garnet is- ring
1: for Valentine's. <laughs> Oh, I promise oh.
3: <laughs> Sam is concerned with hurting Drew and what her friends will think. Sam's parents love Drew and think that Colin isn't good enough for her, and then they're happily ever after is they um randomly end up going to the same college together, falling in love and playing music together forever., uh.
0: so do they form a band together, and is it a success?
3: Yes, it is it's um. They're Matt and Kim, <laughs> oh, <laughs> but Colin and Sam.
2: <laughs> Perfect. <Yeah. laughs> uh, Meredith, what, what's happening to your witch? Well, John is the, the farmhand, um, and so they meet when she was hurrying out of the barn, not paying attention to her surroundings, and they bump right into each other, and she spills the pail of milk all over both of them. What? What? How many it's cows worth is do? So many, I don't know, five cows. Five cows. Yep. And then he tries to be a gentleman and like pick up the milk, but you can't do that with milk. No. It's not like when you drop books. He tried though. <laughs> he tried and that's what's important. <laughs> and I think that was love at first sight. They're teenagers, mm-hmm. right? Um, and they don't have time for this because she's, her eggs are drying up at this point. True. Right. Mm-hmm. They'll probably die in their forties anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Well, and so um, the obstacle is the accusation of witchcraft. She's not, um, nobody's going to do her, their wedding, right? It was the minister who accused her of being a witch to to begin with. So he's not going to perform the ceremony that they want to get married. Um, Reverend Smith? I called him Minister Jamestown. (laughs) Oh, Uh I like that. Um, and then, so, of course, since she's been accused, she has to have a trial, and the the town, uh, they decide to throw her in the lake, and if she floats, she's a witch, and if she sinks, she's innocent. So she's tossed in the lake, and since girls are not taught to swim, she sinks like a rock and is declared innocent, and everybody just assumes that she's dead. John has a sudden realization that she's not a witch, so he dives in, saves her, and carries her off into the sunset.
3: Is she dead? I mean, like, does she, he know no, CPR? No, she's not
2: actually dead. Oh, he revives her.
0: I thought for a minute that this was going to be a tragic romance novel. I was like, <laughs> whoa, Meredith is putting a twist on this. Mm, I mean, yeah. they're
2: probably eventually killed by Native Americans, right? So. True. <laughs> uh, Mike,
0: what do you think?
1: Okay. What's,
0: what's what Lake Fleming? Lake, what Lake Fleming.
1: What's name? Uh, yeah. Fleming. That's right. <laughs> He's uh oh, okay. He's in his got mid it. late 40s and he's 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 a it's Valentine's Day and and he's alone in the in the back of a, a, a of a theater watching some some romance movie. He's never had much luck in love. And uh forgiveness got to the movie late and she had to take like a single seat up front. She doesn't have anyone either. She's God, you know. I hate that seat. She She's early entry to York University in, in Toronto, so she's about 16. Um,
0: hey, I told you guys not to look at each other's tabs. Bobby clearly looked at your outline like... Yeah, I know.
1: He stole it. Um, I'm pissed. But anyway, we can change some of the details. But uh, they're in a theater. Um, she hears him coughing in the in the in the back of the theater she hears <laughs> she, and and she's like oh my gosh you know is this guy okay and because he's not doing his normal his normal phlegm cough he's he's in trouble he's he, you know how when you you're eating popcorn at the theater and you get that like the the piece of of uh, outside of a corn like spot welded to the back of your throat and you you have this tremendous cough that doesn't do anything while you're trying to get get rid of it mm-hmm. you know um, so he's in one of those fits. She jumps up because she used to save her father from these same fits. She jumps up and uh, and gives him the Heimlich. And as soon as uh, as oh she, no, as <laughs> yes, as soon as she um, gets the popcorn out of his throat, he the full Here impact of his superpowers come, Here it comes comes out. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> he he soaks the theater in in his in his phlegm which is fortuitous (laughs) because some asshole has just stood up in a trench coat and pulled a gun out and just as just as the coughing uh just as the the coughing has become productive so he gets his first superhero capture and kill thanks to her and what really i mean she she wasn't that attracted to him until like later on like they're in a diner and he's He's making a bunch of old man noises and she was like, this guy's just like my father. He makes all the same noises. So, you know, she seeks she wants that that uh, she's always looking for that father figure and she she finally has it. So um, there is a romantic rival, though. Uh, okay. One one day they're they're in a theater again because they love going to the movies and they're in a theater on another Valentine's Day watching a movie and they seem very happy but then she hears some guy after the movie getting up and his joints are really creaky like <laughs> everything is creaking and cracking. And she was like, "Oh, my dad! That sounds like my dad used to have mm-hmm. all his joints mm-hmm. creak and crack." So she flirts with having an affair with that guy while while Lake Fleming is off doing his superhero stuff because all of a sudden he's super popular, you know. He's he's making upper chest congestion, you know, more socially acceptable, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so he has a lot of speaking, you know, coffee engagements. So, mm-hmm. but they they get over that, and there's a there the happy ending is. Uh, she decides that she wants to stay with him, Um uh, but they're very worried because creaky joints guy on the way out of the of of uh, the theater after the flirting incident says, oh, you know, this guy's your long lost brother. Right. And he says, oh, how- so so how could that be? My mom died five Five months, three months, whatever before she had me, and she said, "My mom too." And like, oh my god, we're probably twins. They're or twins? Yeah. So the, the tension—they do a twenty-three and me. It turns out that their kids are going to be absolutely fucked up freaks, but not because they're related. Just creaky joints guy was just being a dick.
3: So this is a an incest romance novel? Almost.
0: Yes. I mean, it's an itch.
1: No, I mean they're not related. It turns no, out they're not they're, related, but right. there's a scare. That's that's what, mm-hmm. you know.
0: It would be a scare.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Um, I have a couple of questions here. When Lake Fleming becomes a public figure, does he then, like,
1: does he do endorsements?
0: Like, is he on the Mucinix commercial?
1: Yeah. He, he He's late to the game. You know, he didn't make a lot of money as a young... Superhero, so he's he signs all sorts of. He's like Shack, you know. He'll just mm-hmm. do Gold Bond or you know whatever. You know, icy sure. hot, whatever. What have you got? I'll take it. And so he he does take all the endorsements and his his superhero title is Flem Man. He has a giant P on his chest.
0: Of course, of course. So if Fleming is that spelled like Ian Fleming or is that spelled with the P H L E G M I N G?
1: We'll do. I I like to keep my. Romance novel subtle. So I'll put it with the F.
0: Okay. Right.
1: (laughs) We don't want to tip our hand too early that what it's going to be about, you
0: know? No, definitely not. We're going to wait at least until page six or seven. Right.
1: It's mandated federally mandated (laughs) reveal points.
0: Okay. Now let's see what Hillary's got going on for Cecilia and Calvin um they're meat cute she's foraging through the land near her house and falls in a puddle of mud it's an actual puddle of mud not the band mm. puddle of mud <laughs> he happens to be there and see her struggling and rescues her
2: um they
1: From hate each other a puddle other. of mud rescue that's a, pretty strong a deep
2: puddle it's dirty yeah <laughs> she's gonna drown oh, oh no. i don't know If she's a
0: lot of women Croft don't know style how to adventure they don't know how to women stand
1: don't up know how to swim oh sorry um, just stand they, up. It's a puddle of mud. <laughs> stand. But think about
0: all the layers of skirts and stuff that she has to wear. Yeah. Sure, it's a, she's sure.
1: being weighed she's down. down. She can't. Yeah. Nope. She would have just died there, I'm sure.
0: Each shoe has like 40 buttons on it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, they hate each other a little. I mean, they saw each other wet, so they're immediately attracted. <laughs> but social mores are keeping them apart. Um, their obstacles are that he's rich and she's perceived as old. I love how Hillary is like perceived
2: as perceived old. As. She never gave us an actual age either. <laughs> no, so like 27? 20, 20, yeah, ooh, that's too mm. old. That's oh. old. for oh. Bobby. Old. That's for sure. Yep.
3: <laughs> <laughs> she's so, a twenty under twenty. Yep. Pe- people
0: are constantly fifteen trying to under keep them fifteen, apart. baby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> and um. There is no romantic rival because their attraction is too strong. The happily ever afters they decide to follow their hearts and loins, and marry regardless of what their families say. They globe trot and raise lots of babies all over the world. Aww, perfect! I see them at the pyramids. I see them at the Great Wall of
2: China. China. Nowhere, nowhere where it's really rainy though, because she cannot handle mud puddles. <laughs> no her fatal flaw
1: mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> she has to jump in mud puddles she can't help it it's a compulsion
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and she's really clumsy she just trips mm-hmm. all the time to
1: suicide if you can't get out of a mud puddle <laughs> if you keep jumping into them i mean is it like <laughs> like just sl- slitting your wrist just slightly like oh
0: I don't know. Do you ever have that thing where you're up high, like you're looking over a high balcony or off of a cliff and you think, what would happen if I just jumped off? Oh, oh
1: yeah, that's why I don't do it. Because I'm like, I'm stupid. <laughs> and I'll do I'll think something stupid. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I'll do something stupid. So why do I put myself in that position? It's like having a gun in my hand. What do you mm-hmm. know, what am I going like, to do I with this what it besides- would feel like to shoot myself? <laughs> <laughs> what what am I going to do besides you know get mad and do something with this you know best case scenario is I put it in a drawer and never think about it again, worst there's a lot of worst case scenarios about like mm-hmm. that kind of thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Very occasionally, if I'm like sitting in traffic, I think I wonder what would happen if I just jammed on the gas right now. Yeah, I mean <laughs> intellectually I know what would happen, but there's this urge just to try it. Is, yeah. Should I be talking to my therapist about this? <laughs>
2: I, I had that calm. too when I was little and had to yeah. go to church. I used to, when it was really quiet, just be like, "I wonder what would happen mm-hmm. if I just yelled right now." Yeah, that's yeah. A too tempting.
1: Cullen would say, "What if I, what if I threw the car and park while you're driving it?" You know, he would say that oh, to Emily. Yeah. and Emily would say, "A um, lot of bad things that you don't want to have happen." <laughs> hmm.
0: But to maybe in Cullen's case, it's it's <laughs> true curiosity. Maybe he really just didn't know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I'm pretty sure that if I jumped off a cliff, I would go splat. I shouldn't need to yeah. test it. No. Right. Nobody test it, please. No. All right. Let's go on. Uh, I'll pick back up with my story with uh, Kara and Wyatt. Now, Wyatt's younger brother, Jake, is court ordered to attend Jake. addiction counseling. Oh, my God. <laughs> He's got some problems. <laughs> coming from addiction and guess who's his addiction counselor (sighs) and when Wyatt arrives to pick Jake up he immediately dislikes this person who he sees as uptight and disapproving seems like the last person on earth who would take a risk on anything and she of course thinks he's an irresponsible scoundrel who led his brother down a dangerous path so of course they hate each other a lot the obstacles are that the younger brother, Jake, is heavily in debt to a local Vegas mobster. Which I assume there are still mm-hmm. Vegas mobsters who says that he wants Wyatt to pay back the money that Jake owes with interest. There is a romantic rival. And, Christy, I almost laughed out loud when you said that your rival's name was Drew. Mm-hmm. Because my rival's name is Andrew. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> So I guess that shows what we think of people named Andrew. (laughs) Is he also a cute dummy? Uh, No, he is a public defender who often works with Kara to divert his clients into her program as an alternative to serving jail time. So he's very compassionate. He's hardworking. He's stable and maybe a teensy bit boring. But he's the choice that makes sense for her now. Of course, there's a happily ever after car and Wyatt work together to bail Jake out of trouble. I don't know what that involves, but whether it involves um, Wyatt like winning the big poker tournament or some other gambling mm-hmm. betting on the right horse. You'll have to tell me, Mike. Making blue meth and selling it and laundering exactly. the money. Exactly. Yeah. In, in in the process of all of this, Carl learns to loosen up a little bit while Wyatt realizes that a loving relationship and a stable home life can be as thrilling as any gambling rush.
2: <laughs> no, it can't. Shh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> It can be as crushingly disappointing as a yeah. as a gambling <laughs> loss.
0: All right, let's go and see what Bobby said for his super generic York University. <laughs> Mike, do you want to?
1: Keep oh going no, no, this? I, I, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not happy with Bobby's story. I don't want right, to. All right, I don't want to be part
0: of that. Okay, Meredith, I guess it's up to you. I can't pronounce French
2: words. I don't see a lot.
3: <laughs> oh gosh, there's so much writing. Oh, there's so much. Okay, here
2: we go. There's no <clears throat> Here's their meat cute. Um, shortly after moving to Toronto to pursue a degree in York's acclaimed actuarial science program. Okay, come on. Madison is assigned <laughs> as an intern to. Well, how how do you say this guy's name? Etienne. Etienne's company to observe and assist in their quantitative analysis department while running down to the Tim Hortons on the first floor of the building for coffee and donuts (laughs) for her department's managers at their insistence. She fights with Etienne who at this point she does not know over the last maple dip the only thing that makes her happy about this demeaning errand. Etienne keeps the donut and Madison is so flustered she spills an iced cap all over herself. (laughs) Oh boy. (laughs) Probably just all over her boobs.
3: That's It's just all of their boobs, right? Yeah. He's
2: keeping the donut? He's keeping the maple dip? Yeah. Jeez. So, But the next, okay, the next thing is do they initially hate each other a little or hate each other a lot? Um, they hate each other a lot, or at least Madison hates him, and he is seemingly indifferent to her until she realizes he has been intentionally returning to the Tims every day in hopes of running into her again.
3: Oh, and stealing her donut again. He gets <laughs> off on that part.
2: That jerk. <laughs> obstacles to their love attend not being wired for compassion Madison being skeptical of getting romantically involved with an older man and no less a Canadian she is here to learn and work not for love also later on there's a whole thing where Aten brings Madison to his hometown for a pond hockey tournament and she is shunned by his family and the locals for not speaking French I'm starting to think that he
0: really is like a 39
2: under 40 (laughs) (laughs) yeah
1: wait she's not from Canada right Right. Uh-huh. No,
2: she's just there they're, going to York University.
1: Shunning someone for not speaking French when they're not from France or Canada seems a little bit over the top. You don't speak the language you've had Have no exposure to. you ever met people who
2: speak French? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Those Especially Quebec- from
0: Quebec. Quas. Was he from those Quebec? Those are, yeah. yeah. Those they, are a breed unto themselves.
1: I just... I, I I have no problem with them shunning her, but for not speaking French, I mean, for being from elsewhere, that's fine. But but uh, just that uh, makes I don't know. It all falls apart. Well, it sounds me like there, this Bobby. is a
2: big obstacle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We've got more, you guys. He wrote the mm-hmm. whole novel. Oh, okay, okay good. Yeah. So, romantic rival. Uh, Madison left an infatuated boy, Billy, back home, but his attention has, uh, was always unrequited. He threatens to come up to Toronto to win her and bring her back home, but thanks to a recent DUI, he cannot cross the border (laughs) into Canada. (laughs) (laughs) Catherine Mayhew? Mayhew? Sure. A Toronto Maple Leafs puck bunny looking to move on to a superstar off the ice pursues Aten, is at first happy to accept her advances as an easy victory. Alas, he realizes he has no true love for her, and his mind and heart consistently turn back to Madison.
0: I like this because we have rivals on both sides.
2: Yeah. Catherine, a puck bunny. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, after the turmoil in Quebec, and yeah, Quebec, and some soul searching time apart, Aten realizes he must stand up for Madison. Independently, Madison buys a Rosetta Stone package or something and learns some conversational French. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> they reconnect on the observation deck of the CN Tower, kiss, mm-hmm. and then jump cut to a scene where they're back in Quebec, where they are announcing to Aten's family in French that they are getting married. Aten later later crashes. Or oh, sorry. Cash is out of his company, and he and Madison start a business together where they offer financial services to companies on both sides of the U.S.-Canada border. A ten coaches in a youth hockey league, and Madison launches a foundation aimed at helping promising young American girls get the hell out of the U.S. and into Canada. Fiend. <laughs>
0: what are the tax implications of having a business that offers financial services on both sides of the border? It's probably got a lot to do with taxes. Yeah, I I would think that they would have to follow regulations in two companies. That would be very
2: complicated. Well, we have, being so close to the border, we have lots of nurses who work at the hospital who live in Canada. Hmm. So they have to deal with international taxes and benefit business and crossing the border every single day. I don't know. It, they must make it worth their while. I would hope so. That sounds terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Mike,
0: what do you think of how Bobby resolved this really cliched tale that he's written. Are you back on board?
1: Uh, Is it over? Yeah.
3: Okay.
2: (laughs) I said fiend.
3: It was was as long as some of the romance novels I've
2: read. (laughs) Yeah, He is asleep. Mm -hmm. It's financial services company. Mm -hmm. So much
0: fun. I mean, she buys the Rosetta Stone package. That's cute.
3: She's in. May we? (laughs) Okay,
0: well, so this has not turned out like I expected. I thought that we would introduce some elements. We would argue about which elements were the best. We would build something out of it together. But honest to God, we have six mostly viable <laughs> romance outlines here, guys. I'm extremely proud of us. Think you know, about how them. diverse... This group is all the way from the Salem witch trials to <laughs> the modern superhero story. Yeah, goodness, I Mike, if you do this right, you can get a, a movie franchise.
1: Well, uh, as long as I don't have to encounter any other self-published authors along the way, because that's a group of <laughs> that's a group of people. That's a that's a seminar I don't ever want to yeah. attend.
0: Do they have seminars on self-publishing for Amazon?: Yes, they do. Do they? Wow, I have a Ooh, friend who's a, the saddest: What is
3: it called when it's a, a paranormal a romance novel writer?
0: Oh I can't get behind those. That's weird. There was that one, I don't know if it was a lifetime movie or it was on Netflix or something about the woman who goes to the New England Christmas town and like falls in love with the ghost. That's in the house. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that is a bridge too far for Anne. Yeah. I mean, that can't ever end up in a satisfying way because he's a
3: ghost. Right. Like Alan mm-hmm. Rickman. You can't have sex with a ghost. Well. Well, maybe. maybe I, don't I don't know. know. I've never that. met a ghost.
0: Poltergeist can move things.
3: Mm-hmm. Ooh. Oh.
0: Okay. Right. okay. Okay. Christy's on board. <laughs> <laughs> I'm back in. mm <laughs> <laughs> Um. So I don't know, maybe we should open up this too on the Facebook page for other people to submit some ideas.
2: Ooh, yeah, you. if you want to jump off of any of these.
0: Yes, please do. Please do. We, we need to fund this enterprise somehow. Eventually we're going to have to pay, what do we have to pay, Christy? Website fees, hosting fees, yep. stuff like that. If mm-hmm. we can flesh out these... Six romance novels. Then I think that we could make our money back on at least one of them, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. There's
1: there's something there for everyone. I mean, from my e- exciting, you know, superhero all the way down to Bobby's, you know, snooze fest of a <laughs> Canadian. You know. I mean,
0: your story is very visceral
2: It contains
1: a uh-huh. lot of viscera. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: And all I heard is oh, something about stories.
1: a maple bar and mm-hmm, you know. sure. Tim Hortons. Yeah,
0: yeah. I like it. It has global appeal. It'll play here and in Canada.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: I want to know where the multicultural thing is. It's like white and white. Is that <laughs> <laughs> French, white. And Canadian. French and Canadian? So
2: diverse.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and really, Hillary, I think, has a multi-volume series on her mm-hmm. hands. Oh yes,
3: yeah. for sure.
0: Well, good job, people. I like it. Me too. Mm -hmm. We can be like Rocky Flintstone, charge 99 cents on Amazon. Mm -hmm. Yes, I like it. uh, fund this enterprise indefinitely. Awesome.
1: All right. Um, All right. Do we have any TC recommends this week? Oh,
0: wait a minute. What happened? Here's how people can join in on the Facebook group. Come up with titles for our
2: novels. Yes. Yes. Yes, please. I like it.
0: Please, so I was not able to come up with a title for mine except for it's going to have chance name. in it somewhere. Yours, so, was, I mean,
1: it's so built in. I mean, you're, you you built it in with your name of your character. You've got so I many did. options. I mean, I'm stuck with phlegm. You know, like.
2: <laughs> yeah, you're stuck with it.
0: <laughs> well, that that's where we need the creativity yeah. of. Uh, the Tishi community. So let us know what you think. I mean, uh, they say don't judge a book by its cover, but you can judge it by its title. So that's really something that we need to to have solid. All right. Now, I'm sorry, Mike, continue.
1: Oh, I was going to ask, does, does anyone have anything to recommend this week? Any Tishy recommends?
0: Is it too late to recommend Cheer since it's been out for a few weeks? No, It's no.
3: never too late. People are just discovering it. I co-signed this.
0: Meredith, did you watch
2: cheer? No. Okay. I'm so Christy and
0: I did. Ugh. I'm not sure oh, if gosh. Hillary did. Hillary but did. I, I did not expect to like a six part documentary about cheerleading.
1: What? Why did you click on it though? Because and I'm sort of the same thing. I'm like, this is the last thing I want to look at. But I. Everyone loves. I it. don't know.
0: I think. Well, Netflix was going hard on it, right? Mm -hmm. Every time I opened up the app, it was right there. And I was like, ugh, come on. And then I saw maybe like two people on Facebook say, oh my God, cheer is amazing. And one night I think, like I wanted to go to the, as we say, the Applebee's of my mind. I wasn't looking (laughs) for anything challenging. And I thought, all right, I'm going to see what this is about. And it is so good. It's made by the people that make that uh, like 30 for 30 sp- some football stuff or whatever. And oh, yeah, the directors, to good too. the director mm. said of all the like sports documentaries he's made and working with football players and stuff, these cheerleaders are the toughest athletes he's ever seen. It's astonishing what they do. And it's not the kind of cheerleading where you have your pom poms at the, you know, on the sideline of the football game and like do this jump splits or anything although they do do that as part of the job this is competitive cheerleading
3: yeah it's like more gymnastics. like they said the other cheerleaders are dancers mm-hmm.
0: the, yeah this is like competitive synchronized gymnastics and the things they can do to their bodies and like the time they practice is oh crazy insane and like girls are going down with concussions from hitting their heads on the floor like one after another after another. Oh yeah! All this time, and uh, there's a uh, like this horrible thing where because it's all about a college team, but then a lot of them cheer for like club teams on the side, and one of the um, guys had gone to a club meet even when the college coach said no this is your priority Mm -hmm. if you want to do that you can do that but if you get hurt i'm going to be pissed at you and of course he hurt his back and she made him go through practice anyway and so like every time they throw a tiny girl in the air and they catch her he's just like oh Uh, to the point where he's like lying on the ground crying in pain and the coach is like no you made your choice
2: yeah I work with a lot of um a lot of sports medicine doctors unfortunately, mm. and um the w- when they're doing studies on high school athletes it's always um as far as frequency of injury it's always football is first cheerleading is second
0: yeah, they said that um cheerleading is the number one cause for catastrophic injuries for wow. young women athletes yeah I believe it so um what I really like too
3: is that it's they're competing on the national level for um, community college and she has found and I mean, I don't know if she's going out and recruiting people or if they just find her kind of a ragtag group of, of kids that didn't have the best lives. And not only is she giving them like something to do that, but like they're getting education that they most, that they normally wouldn't have. Mm
1: -hmm.
3: Like there's a girl whose dad bought a trailer and just said, you live here now by yourself at 14. I'm going to go
0: live with Whoa. my new family. Yeah.
3: My new wife doesn't like you. So you live in this trailer. Whoa. Bye. Yeah. And then there's like a kid whose dad or mom died and his dad was never there. And she she died when he was pretty young. And other cheer moms like come come together and raise him. Like it's just that part is so great. Mm hmm. I cried multiple times and then mm. the finale they show that their the championship and I watched it 3 times immediately <laughs> back to back because I wanted to see the different aspects of it and
0: yeah. yeah, it's really interesting. Um Mike, you might find this interesting. They said that the team is sort of like Bill Belichick and the Patriots and that the Patriots have a reputation for taking players who are sort of problems but have potential and making them into champions and that's what she does with these your leaders, You bring, you bring think...
1: bad actors into a good situation and right. sometimes they, they straighten up and fly right and people yep. get their best.
0: And it's not so much that these kids are necessarily bad actors. And I'm sure they only profile in depth like five of the mm. 40 kids on the team. So I'm sure that there were plenty who grew up in nice homes and didn't have a mm. problem. But But they do have these kids who just didn't seem to get a fair shake in life. And mm. she brings them into an environment where for the first time they have structure and they have expectations and somebody to believe in them and somebody to tell them that they can be more than what they've been. And it's, it's really a highly satisfying watch. So I would say to anybody who's like, yeah, but cheerleading is stupid or I'm not into sports, I would say watch it anyway because mm-hmm. the Just athleticism the of it is amazing and the human interest story is great.
1: I feel like I've been flying through the air my whole life, but now finally there's someone here to catch me. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, and also just, uh, if you want to just that, get mad, way. cause I know Mike likes that? to get mad. You can, um, uh, get mad at the state of education in, in Texas. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, there's I'm education going on in Texas? All the time. Well, it's at a community college.
0: <laughs> Let's just say the teachers there are not the cream of the crop. <laughs> no. <laughs> At least not the one we see. I don't
3: know if they even have like bachelor's degrees, honestly. <laughs> so,
0: you know, Mike, if if you get into a sports drought here now that football's oh, over. Oh, yeah. We are in you a might, desert. I would be interesting to know what you might think of it because it was really interesting.
1: I've heard lots of great things. So I, I probably should check it out. That's why I finally watched The Wire and then I worked on one of my friends forever and he was just like no i I don't like it it's not for me and and he's a he's a film writer (laughs) but i think you should watch the wire anyway um housekeeping buy stuff from us new merch at (laughs) (laughs) www.https colon forward slash forward slash this show has everything and click the shop button Dot com?
0: Was, Did we forget to put dot com? You forgot
1: to c- dot com. Dot <laughs> it wasn't on the sheet, so we didn't it. Yeah, I didn't it. read it. Mean, <laughs> fuck off, said. Yeah, but
0: www wasn't on the sheet, and you read that.
1: <laughs> That's mandatory. <laughs> After Why does age, it
2: say HTTPS colon slash slash? Because it really does say that. I know.
1: You pass a certain age, you start realizing your superpowers and then mm-hmm. you start reading everything that's in front of you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, rate and review us, please. Cause we're going to read some of these sometime. I hope, I mm-hmm. hope most of it is kind. I know there was one very unkind one, but I found that guy and I kicked the shit out of him. So <laughs> oh,
0: but you don't have feet.
1: Uh, believe me, you don't want to get kicked by one of these things that, I, that <laughs> I, these size 14s that I'll put directly up your lying if you say that you've listened to the show and you haven't oh my turn um, you can get involved
3: were you, you reading Bobby's to- novel yeah it? sorry <laughs> shake um, her awake a
1: little bit wipe the drool off let's go
3: um, this show is everything dot com um, and you can see our website you can play our play the shows and you can buy stuff you can go to throw your dot com and send us messages I love getting those messages so they much bright brighten our day. I know. And sometimes we'll get a really good one and everybody goes into our chat and is like, okay, did you read it or we <laughs> comment <laughs> on it and think it's so funny? Um, join our Facebook group. Um, I love all of the users. All what? 208 of them. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's so fun. And we want to hear what you think our titles should be for, for these terrible romance um, novels. Terrible? Okay. What are I you mean, saying? Awfully great. I mean I read them and I know that they're <laughs> trash, so <laughs> I would say
0: genre Wrong. redefining. Right. Okay. Okay.
3: <laughs> um show Twitter is at T Show. Um email us at t she at com, or send us a voice memo or fax us at six one seven three five four eight five one three.
1: someone else take us out. <laughs> well, before before anyone takes us out, I want to say um, go to proflowers.com and click on the the uh, camouflage microphone in the corner <laughs> to get uh, 48 cents off uh, your order of $179 or more. Of your marriage purchase. What's our promo code? Purchase. No, you just click on the click on that uh, stolen valor um, icon <laughs> oh. and uh you'll get your discount.
0: But how will we get credit for it?
1: Oh, uh, w- they know. This they is know. my deal. It's a side deal, and I- <laughs> oh, <laughs> are are you the veteran podcaster? I mean, no, this is about branding. Uh, clearly. All right, get yourself <laughs> a brand. Did anybody,
0: did anybody know Mike had side deals?
1: <laughs> I assumed. I figured. Just <laughs> like Shaq. I mean, I'm I'm down. But where's the general? He's standing right next to me, little cartoon mm-hmm. fella. Mm-hmm. How you doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Alright. Did, did we have everything today?
0: I think we did have everything. Mm-hmm. I think
1: we had more than everything.
0: It's a wrap. Ho, ho, ho.
2: so good at ending the show
1: and it's our our superpower
0: Mm. seamless outro every Mm. time
2: (laughs) wait how does this work again (laughs) bye